You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Rebecca Herzog. Welcome, I'm Becca Herzog, and today we're going to be talking about the hit single Wannabe by the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls were an English pop group known for their all-around girl power. They accomplished the highest debut album of any UK group, which outdoes even the Beatles, and I'm really excited to be talking about this song and how Wannabe specifically emanates important concepts from the third wave of feminism, which sought to end oppression held and contained by the patriarchy. The third wave was characterized by a redefinition of social ideals and femininity, and a movement to apply these redefined ideals among different groups. The mid-1990s were heavily influential in terms of societal standards, and in today's podcast, we'll be going over these ideas of unity while maintaining independence, the concept of girl power, and the importance of ambiguity. All ideas are present and even celebrated in Wannabe. Alright, let's dive right into it then. So to place this in the year of 1996, it's essential to understand that the 90s were a decade of realization. They were full of unique people and unique ideas, and there was a movement for acceptance of diverse communities. And this is naturally reflected by the outcoming culture of this decade, and for the purpose of this podcast, it is specifically reflected in music. As someone born in 2001, I was never a part of the 1990s. In fact, I'm a part of that weird range of kids from 2000 to 2002 that are basically honorary members of the 90s babies. Um, but as an observer, I think it's best to have this decade summarized by a scholar from that very decade, Camille Puglia, an American feminist and writer. In the words of Puglia, the 1990s can be summarized as a decade of restoration, restoration of meaning, value, beauty, pleasure, and emotion to art, and restoration of art to its audience. Wow, that's great. I love this description because it ties in perfectly with the topic in 90s art, and I'd love to connect this quote directly with the art of music and song, specifically with the 1996 song Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So to do this, we're just going to dive right in with the intro. There is so much to unpack in just the first stanza of the song. So firstly, let's just talk about the opening. The footsteps and the laughter create this chaotic joy together. And this joy is instrumental for the following mood of the song, this uplifting sort of feeling. Then, being picked up by Mel B, or Scary Spice, she starts the song off with this good vibe and positive tone. So from the get-go, Wannabe seems just lighthearted and fun with no depth. 
I know the first time I heard this song was in the Disney movie Chicken Little when Chicken Little's friends sing karaoke with this song. Okay, so hear me out. Playing this song is going to serve a greater purpose than just nostalgia for me, someone born in 2001. The point is, Wannabe is portrayed as this lighthearted, fun, even romantic song. There's this misconception that just because the Spice Girls are singing to a man about being lovers, that this is all that the song is about. It does make sense. There is a level of romanticism. But by making this song romantic, it's like the song is being oversimplified. Such as in Chicken Little when the two ducks are running in slow motion with cartoon hearts around them. So here's my point. When you look past the song's main message of girl power, Wannabe kind of looks like a joke or a gag. In fact, at the time, and even now, there were several critics saying the Spice Girls were a joke. And with productions like Chicken Little, it was easy to see why. The song seemed superficial, overplayed, and nothing new. But let's talk about that. Is Wannabe superficial, overplayed, and nothing new? Elizabeth Eva Leach discusses this common critical view of the Spice Girls, claiming the Spice Girls were often seen as inauthentic in their presentation. Leach claims that because the group were young hopefuls who were criticized for their, quote, lack of musical credibility, can't sing, and general lack of talent, can't dance, the Spice Girls just didn't make sense in terms of normal markers of authenticity. Well, this critical view is certainly harsh, and I think what these critics fail to recognize is the authenticity behind the music. It should be more centered around what the audience is hearing rather than seeing. It's also interesting that they see their, quote, lack of talent as inauthentic. I could personally see it being the other way around as it would make them more relatable. But going back to our overarching question of superficialness with this in mind, I think looking a bit deeper into the topic would reject this accusation of inauthenticity. There's this whole other sub-level of independence coming from Wannabe. I mean, just looking at the group, you can see the individualism, how the girls are independent and unique in themselves. Their name, Spice Girls, comes from the meaning the spice of life. I mean, sporty spice, ginger spice. They look and act so differently from each other, as is their trademarks. Sporty Spice wears Adidas and runs for fun, and on the flip side, you have Posh Spice who wears Gucci and hates her smile. There's Baby Spice who wears her hair in pigtails and is the youngest of the group, Scary Spice, the tongue-pierced leopard wearer, and Ginger Spice who is basically just trademarked for her red hair. They all uniquely add something to the group with their differences in personality. But, and here's the catch, they all stand together behind one common message of girl power, there's one song, there's one band. They are independent and strong by themselves, but they are just as powerful together. They are unified despite being such strong individuals, which is a major concept of third-wave feminism. Let's hear Ginger Spice's, or Jerry Hallowell's, take on unity. Yeah. Before it was divorce, now it's marriage. It is like a marriage, let's face it. I think we represent we very normal women. women. You know, we're not perfect. We do the best we can. And I think we've turned out pretty much okay. We, we haven't had the most perfect rides, ups and downs like most people. We've survived. We're still yeah. sane. You know, none of us have... Sane-ish. We weren't <laughs> sane in the first place. <laughs> we're as sane as we were when we started. Yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah. any of us have fallen... 
I love this comparison to marriage because that's what this unity is in this group. And when you talk about feminism, it's kind of like that. It's this unified group, and they talk about how different they are, and that's great. And that's exactly what I'm trying to point out with this individualism. And this is exactly what the Spice Girls are doing with their message and want to be. So let's talk about female solidarity and unity in relation to the song. These same ideas are present in Wannabe. You can hear this in the lyrics, and I'm going to specifically point to this place right here. You wanna be my lover? You gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you wanna be my lover. Okay, so here we can hear the connection to a unified group, or married as they were calling themselves. These women are saying, well, primarily that this potential love is going to have to give to receive, but also that her female friends are just as important in this process. So you can see both levels of romanticism and women supporting women. Spice Girls also show that unity is possible among diverse personalities. No one is too different to stand with each other in support. Okay, so now let's move on to this girl power attribute. As we established, this song comes from a united group of girls singing about their bond and solidarity. But I think it is valuable to mention that the message of wannabe creates girl power. Here are the Spice Girls and their thoughts on girl power. Uh, so Spice Girls, Spice Girls is more about music. It's more than about the way we look and what we wear. Right. It's like philosophy. It's a sense of living life. Okay, so what's all this girl power thing? You come, you've just completely interrupted it's, what I'm You know saying. what? I'm the interviewer, so I can chop you off when I want. No, you no, can't! No, 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 you can't! No! Alright, relax, relax, relax. No, girl power. Done! Security, done. <laughs> right right here, right here. We've got our security. Yeah. Security! Right. We are our own no, security, right. Melanie. That that's will power. not happen again. Girl okay. power is about being individual, being whoever you want to be. Right. Wearing your short skirts, your wonder bras, and your makeup, oh, but having something to say as right. well. And uh, you guys, all Okay, I love this interview because these women do not let the male interviewer off the hook for interrupting. So you can tell from this interview that girl power was important to the group. Girl power is a mantra and an attitude of empowerment specific to the third wave. I have to say that the Spice Girls embody girl power, specifically in this whole sexual rap part towards the end of the song. And I'm going to play a taste for you guys. I think it's important to discuss how in-your-face direct this message is. It's a huge sexual reference in the song, and its inclusion provides this new level of sexuality. Now, the song is fighting with the openness of discussing and reclaiming sexuality, a fight associated with the third wave. Reclamation is the process of claiming something back, and it was especially prevalent in the third wave of feminism. Feminism of this time embraced diversity among groups and individualism, and used reclamation as a way to achieve this. In this song, the Spice Girls have this huge girl power moment in reclaiming their sexuality. Okay, so about now after talking about their openness with sexuality, some of you might be thinking, well, yes, this whole 90s era of feminism fits perfectly with wannabe. But there is still just this hint of romanticism or plain sexuality. And yes, you guys would be right. This song isn't just a reflection of the third feminist wave because there are so many other levels to this song. 
There's this ambiguity and meaning behind it, which is a great attribute of the song. In music, in all forms of art, there's the audience's interpretation. And I'd like to go to this part right here in which interpretation really makes the song. So the women do end the first stanza by saying they want to zigzag ah, but it's up to the audience's interpretation to understand what that means to them as a listener and to the Spice Girls as a group. And the fact that the Spice Girls use a nonsensical word of zigzag ah just creates even more depth within this piece. Ultimately, with a song like this one, the group never actually says what they really, really want. And that's essential for the ambiguity of the song. There are infinite possibilities behind this, which creates relatability among audiences. There's also the aspect that the lover the Spice Girls sing to is never named or identified, which makes the so-called lover more generalized and ambiguous. Who could this lover be? It could be anyone the audience makes it. So to relate this to our main discussion of feminism is Rebecca Walker, who actually created the term third-wave feminism. She's a prominent third-wave feminist who talks about several views on feminism. So let's take a listen. Right? And that when you say that you're a feminist, it's, what does that mean, actually? Does that mean that you are anti-racist? Does that mean that you are not homophobic? Does that mean that you support immigrant rights? What does it mean to be a feminist? And so there was this, this important um, interrogation of that very notion and, and a, a, an important... Um, position taken by third waivers, most of us, I believe, I hope. Basically, third wave feminism is ambiguous as well. Third wave feminism is highly disputed in terms of what was really important at the time, which makes this wave in particular so interesting to be talking about. There were so many topics like unity, independence, and girl power and reclamation that are all included, and it's hard to pinpoint an exact one message to gather behind. Interestingly enough, I think that Wannabe answers this question exactly. These women are very different. So different it's what they're known for. It's what they're called for. And yet, they are seeing together about unity and support despite their differences. I think that ambiguity is highly intended to create and more importantly understand relatability. There are several views on feminism, so there are several takes on what people want. And Wannabe takes us to a whole new level with the vagueness. Wannabe is a great reflection of society at the time of the third wave. I mean, this song is a great example and progression of feminism. There's so much more value behind the song with a more intricate analysis that media like Chicken Little and critics of the decade have overlooked. Wannabe pushes strong female friendships without relinquishing their individuality and give a great idea of girl power and relatability. This song is incredible. And to sum up in a few words, Wannabe exemplifies power, unity, and redefinition. As a song of empowerment, the Spice Girls ultimately present the pressing question of the third wave. What do you really, really want? In the next segment, we dig a little deeper into this song story. Rebecca Herzog will reflect on what she figured out about this song and how she put the episode together. Well, let's start with the song then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I chose Wannabe by the Spice Girls, um, which I think, like, when I chose, when I had to choose a song, I 
actually. Like, I thought immediately to the 90s. And I actually chose the song before the subject. because So I chose Wannabe. And then I was like, well, what can I get out of this? And I was looking at it, and I had, you know, like, these preconceived notions, like, this... I just really thought it was a song about nothing. And you can kind of hear that in my podcast. Like, I really didn't think there was anything to be said about the song. And so I was like, if this doesn't, like, I'll just look into it. If it doesn't work out, I'll just choose a different song. And I actually just, I kept looking at it, and I listened to it, and I did some research. And I was like, this is a feminist song, which is actually something that's really important to me, feminism. So I was... I was like, this is the perfect song. I'm, I have to talk about this. Um, so that's kind of how I went from there. That's how I chose the, the topic and everything. What do you like about the song? I like, honestly, I liked the song by itself. It's <laughs> so good. It's like, I think it's a fun song. It's a fun song. It's, uh, it has a great beat. It's like, it's fun lyrics. Like, I think when I heard it, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know. I was, I was very young, and I was like, "This is this is my song now." Like, but uh, even now, you know, I'm 18 now, and I'm like, "This is still a fun song." Like, people know it. Um, but besides that, you know, I think I have so much more respect for the song now, and and the Spice Girls now. You know, after going through it and really talking about um, like what it meant in the 90s, what it meant, what it means now. Um, with thinking about this feminism and because that is something that's so important to me I was like this song is even better like who knew it got even better yeah did it feel like a feminist project to make the podcast yes um it to me I felt like this song um it just, because it had those values of feminism, I was like, this is something that I feel like I need to express this as accurately as I can, because I think that it is, I think that it's something valuable for people to hear about. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was cool about this podcast is like, this like, young woman doing this podcast about this group of young women citing only female sources <laughs> <laughs> and like really I don't know like you told the history of third wave feminism through the song and you told the history of the song through third wave feminism it's just really right. cool I definitely thought um uh that there are several women's voices that needed to be heard and I did include uh, Jerry Halliwell's take on girl power herself in an interview, um, which as I was listening back to that, I have a good amount of, before she even defines girl power, there's like this huge amount of part with like the, the male interviewers interrupting her. Um, and I was like, why did I, why did I include that again? Like, I was like, that is a, that is a probably is longer than the actual definition of girl power to, uh, from Jerry Halloway. And I was And then I looked back at my notes, and I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that was something that I felt like, you know, she was being silenced. And that's another thing about third-wave feminism is speaking up. It's this unity um, act, which I thought was another thing I talk about, is this they're all independent women, and it's it's incredible because they all come together, and they all stand up together. And I thought that was powerful. That was really incredible. You also were not able to use everything that you researched. <laughs> this was a huge research project. Could you talk about that? Yeah. Um, 
I let me think about my sources. I had a lot of sources at first. I did. Um, and I think my podcast ended up being right at like the maximum time that I wanted it to be at. Uh, so I had to cut a good amount of sources out. And I think I had, I actually wanted to include, I wanted to, instead of section it off by, um, I think I had like unity, ambiguity, and um, uh, girl power. Those were like my three sections. I wanted to section it off by different types of feminism that were prominent in the third wave. Um, and although those are categories, I wanted to talk about specifically feminism. So I did some research about that, and I thought that, you know, like I wanted to bring up lipstick feminism, which, you know, like girl power, high heels, and I thought this is absolutely like the Spice Girls. Like they are embracing their femininity. Um, but I ended up not including that because that would have been a whole other discussion because I wanted to also include those categories and to have topics and the categories and everything else. I had other feminists I wanted to quote, <laughs> but they weren't as, um, like, pre prevalent. You know, like, they didn't bring as much to the sources as some other things did. I wanted to talk, I wanted to reference other um, female artists at the time or that stood kind of for the same things, um, like Gwen Stefani, uh, Britney Spears, who were, who were also embracing their femininity and reclamation. I talked about reclamation very briefly in this podcast, but that was another topic I really wanted to talk about, uh, derogatory terms, uh, reclaiming that, um, which Gwen Stefani and Britney Spears, they do a great job of, um, which I thought was, I really wanted to include that, and I did not have the opportunity, but if I had an hour, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed to me like you were really starting like a very big project that you can like keep accessing. Absolutely. It was I feel like there's so much to be said and especially third wave feminism, it's there's so many like I've been saying categories. There's so many sub subjects underneath this umbrella of third wave feminism. Um because it is taking on so many things. Um like that's really when feminism took a turn. I, at least I think, and I'm sure that other feminists will say otherwise, but it, it's really like, and I'm learning now, it's like you have, there's so many other things that can fit under there depending on, you know, what you believe, you know. Um, but I really took the parts that I believe were most um, involved in the song. Uh, but there can be so much more said, um, especially I'm sure that you could find other moments in the song that relate very strongly with other topics in third wave feminism. Um, it's a great, it's a great song. <laughs> it is a great song. <laughs> um, is there anything that you wanted to make sure that we talked about today? Like we haven't talked about how it was for you to use this technology oh, if you want. I can talk about that. Um, I will say going back and listening to it, um, after not hearing it for a while, I was like, there are definitely parts where I was like, this is amazing. I did great. Like, wow, good for me. But there are also some parts where I was like, this is not the best. And I will say one of them was, like, this is the first time I, I used Audacity. Um, I rented out the audio studio at UVA, and it was just me in that space. It was so quiet. I actually did it. I'm not a morning person, but I did it in the first three hours of the morning, which I think was about, like, 5 a.m. or it ended 5 a.m. or something like that. But... It was, that was my morning. So I think you can hear my voice. I'm, I'm talking like this. And I, and I was trying very hard to uh, pronounce my words. So I feel like 
going back, if I if I could do it again, I would definitely have more inflection in my voice, show more emotion. <laughs> There's that. Um, that you can hear clicks in it. That was so agitating for me hearing it back because I was like, this is, if I love this project so much. I love doing it. And I couldn't edit out the clicks. Like, what was that about? Um, it, yeah, but it was, I will say for myself, it was my first time working with that software, which was, it was fun. It was good to work with. And Audacity is fairly easy for someone that is such an amateur at, at that. But it was fun. Um, very interesting. Really successful, too, I think. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. That was very fun to do and to think about. Um, I had a great time writing it, and um, I think I might have talked about this in one of my um, – actually, when I wrote to – when I applied to UVA, one of the things that I wrote about, it was um, – it was like a piece of art or literature that changed your life. And I wrote about um, the Declaration of Rights by Elizabeth Cady Stanton, um, which I read in eighth grade. And I think up to that point, I I don't think I knew about feminism. I don't really think I did. And it's not really something that you talk about in school, and in high school or middle school. Um, and I had to research um, a woman or a figure in history, and I chose Elizabeth Cady Stanton. I read... I read the declaration. It was incredible. Um, and I think that it's so great that, you know, as a, as a first year in college that I get to use everything that I've learned up to this point because it, um, I really, like, you can, I just, everything in my life, it's like, as a woman, it's like so incredible and I'm so glad I had this opportunity um, to express, you know, how feminism, I think you can hear a little bit of what it means to me, but most of all you can hear the other voices of other women, and I think that that was a great opportunity uh, for me to do in a podcast about a song. Like, it's incredible how much emotion and passion history comes through a song that you think doesn't really have much to it. It's incredible how much depth you could, like that I found within the song, and I'm sure other women, other men, other people, they, they can hear it. It's incredible. Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.